everybody. I know, thank you very much for taking some time to break away from the Masters to listen to this incredible podcast. Unless you're listening to it while you're watching the Masters, we appreciate that as well. But this is the Nesson After Hours podcast. I am Emerson Latzia. She's Celia Godwin. Uh, we got another fan of the Masters uh, joining us as well. Yeah. Coming since, up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I know you're really upset that I'm making you do this for 30 minutes of your day. Um, Thanks, mom. Your life is really hard. I know that. Uh, but yeah. The worst. <laughs> uh, the Masters coming up, but we got a lot of Red Sox to talk about. And who better to talk about that than former Red Sox himself, 2013 World Series champion. He's husband to the legendary Jenny Dell. Two incredible little girls. And he hasn't had a nap since 1993. Whoa. Brooks, how's it going? That was a heck of an intro. You're welcome. The nap Dude. fact is actually very true. <laughs> Not a napper. If I ever, if you ever catch me napping, I am have full blown flu, smallpox, me, yeah. something, something. If I'm something napping. bad. Yeah. That's wild to me, man. That like even with you having a couple of kids, like you're you still are not a nap. Like growing up, if I tried to nap, like my parents would smack me. They said, "Get up, go you're, on your bike, not go get sleep lost. at night." Right? Yeah. yeah. Look, here's I, so I got real, or we got really lucky with our kids. They sleep like twelve hours at night. Oh, oh my wow. god. Yeah, it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. So that's not an issue. So I don't need a nap. They still take one nap. They'll nap for like an hour and a half during the like mid afternoon too. So I'm set. I get plenty of work done. I get plenty of sleep. Um, maybe not getting to watch as much sports as I want because we're mm -hmm. watching Sesame street or whatever else is on, but oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I can't complain. We're sleeping. I love naps. I'm a napper. Yeah, it's true. I'm also it's a true. child though. So that's also true. So, but um, uh, let, let's talk quickly about this current Red Sox team because we have a lot of ground to cover here. Um, we saw this team get swept by the rebuilding Orioles and Ooh. then they go and sweep the AL champs. So which Red Sox team do you believe we're going to see the rest of the year? I don't know yet. I don't know if anyone knows yet. I really like this team. I know they're under the radar and everyone's kind of written them off, especially after the first series, but the opening series of the year, really yeah. the first two weeks of the year, you're not really going to get a good read on the team you're going to have all year. I think you guys have pieces to be competitive um, I mean, just like the Yankees, we're looking at the Yankees and we're saying, oh, they're going to run away with the division. They're that much better. But oh, uh, Baltimore's in first right now. That's how weird the first couple <laughs> was, weeks of the season are. right? Yeah, let's not so, sleep on them. Come on, guys. I, there's You guys have a lot of players that I like. Um, a lot of players like Kike, who you can put literally, he's a Swiss army knife, right? So you can yeah. plug him in wherever you want. Marwin, same thing. Um, that helps you build a lineup. I know there's been a lot of talk about Alex Cora and his lineup being inconsistent and no one's in the same spot. And that's a luxury for him. All right. So he's trying to figure out what he's capable of in the first two weeks of the season. Cause then after that halfway through April, end of April is when you really, you'll start seeing more consistency right now. He's still trying to figure it out because spring training is one thing, but when your starters are playing five innings, six innings, you're not going to get a good true read until guys are playing complete games. Well, how impressive is it that J.D. Martinez has locked up AL MVP just one week into the season? Well, he's always been this good of a hitter. Last year was a fluke, man. People have bad years. Some people have bad careers. Um, <laughs> but listen, hitting's hard. Pitching is at an all-time high as far as stuff goes. Everybody throws 95 to 103. We saw uh, 
picks for for the Cardinals throwing 103 mile per hour sideways balls cool. yesterday is a complete yeah. joke, and that's coming off Tommy John. It's like that's not fair. So pitching is really good. I know there's the fans hate home run strikeouts or way up, but the stuff is just that good. And we're in a launch angle era where guys are bigger, stronger. They understand getting on plane with the baseball. When you get on plane with a baseball, you hit it in the air. That's what happens. That's the science behind it. We're not going to break down the physics right now. I have a GED and that's it. So we're not going to get too deep into that. But look, baseball's at a, we're at a weird point in baseball right now. Pitching's really good and guys are trying to hit homers. And I think as somebody tweeted last night uh, after watching the Yankees and Orioles, I think I'm coming around to the runner on second base. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah. I did catch that yeah. tweet. So I like it. I, at first, like I'm pretty much baseball purist. Like I love the pure raw form of baseball. Um, there's been a lot of people trying to change it. I understand time of game. Like is, is the time of game really that big of a deal? Because if you look at average time of games it's gone up like six minutes in the past 15 years six minutes bro that's a like that's a lot six though minutes. like are we it's really a lot. it's a you got to remember everyone's down living commercials in then yeah well everyone's living in that like 140 character like mindset like people want everything like yeah. really short living, right away people love to bitch and complain about stuff can it's we just true. say that? it's true and people yeah. that's why people love when teams stink because it gives them something to be angry about other than their own lives. <laughs> it's just like that's what happened. Like that's real life. People use sports as an ex escape when they're good, great, when they're not, even better. Because <laughs> it gives me something to bitch about. And that's that's real life though. That's that's yeah. social media for you. Social but um media, back to man. back to the the rule. I like it. Uh I, I think I am coming around to it. I, I don't say I, I'm not gonna say I love it yet, but I like it. Um yeah. it is making teams move runners play small ball we're seeing bunts or we're, we're bunts from not only speed guys but middle of the order guys laying bunts down it's good for the game right now i think it's a, a good it's going to give you a mixture of the the crowd that loves the home run loves the strikeout and then you're going to get some fans that enjoy this who like old school baseball moving runners over uh manufacturing runs uh and it just adds excitement you're not getting inning 10 through 17 with one hit and you know it's just that sucks like when you sat through three hours of baseball not that that's a bad thing but then you get two more hours of just really nothing yeah you know yeah it's I constant pitching changes with bullpens and guys throwing a million and, and hitters who are tired at that point Exhausted. i thought it, yeah i i thought the really the only downside is maybe it's almost too easy for these teams to score like we saw the other night like Rays yeah. and Red Sox exchanging runs. You're just you're still just extending what about like a runner extra on innings. First? What about a runner on first to start? Mm. Yeah, that I mean that'd be cool too. I mean, that, that I'm curious to see what's going to happen with the whole uh, the new CBA. <laughs> if we have a season next year to start, yeah. Um, I do think we need a universal DH. Yeah. Right. I, I love that. I I also really loved last year the ex the expanded like playoffs. I thought that was like really cool. Right. It was cool. It was cool for a fact for fan bases. For fan yeah. bases, it was cool because you give teams sneak. I mean, the Astros almost went to the World Series and they had a they were under five hundred. They were twenty nine yeah. and thirty one or something like that to, to end the season. That shouldn't happen. I I I, I don't so don't want to make it too the big easy picture of things. What was that? You don't want to make it too easy to. to move I don't want to make it too easy because it's also going to affect free agency. Because yeah. you start looking at free agents. Um, teams don't have to go out and spend money on big players because they don't have to be, they can be a 500 team and make the postseason. Mm, okay. So now guys aren't going to start, aren't going to get paid like they should. So you're going to start seeing the numbers go down 
and money too and free agency. And you're going to see a lot of guys without jobs. So I don't like it for that part. And then I just don't want it to be watered down. I want the best of the best uh, and then just be a bloodbath in the postseason. Is that going to be a sticking point in negotiations, you think? Oh, what, 100%. What, okay. I That's so – at the beginning of this year when they were trying to figure out this season after the shortened season last year, one of the points was in the players' union wanted universal DH. And the owners in the league said, we'll give you that if we can have expanded playoffs. And the league said, absolutely not. You're not going to cost all these free agents money right now. Like Nelson Cruz, all these guys mm-hmm. are – floating around waiting to sign because they have they're waiting teams are waiting to see if there's going to be expanded playoffs because if there is we don't need to go out and spend 20 million a year on a guy or more no you don't need to no i haven't thought of it like that that's a good point by you um i i just to keep moving here because emerson i know you're just dying to watch the masters take your Um, time i I like will so we're good i'm staying on top of the time here boys um, that 2013 team was a very, very special team, the Boston Strong team. Um, you did post a picture of your World Series ring uh, the other day on, on Twitter, as well as your login information and your password. So, yeah. So, wait, wait what? So, I missed it. Okay. This. So, <laughs> all right. So, this is a CBS issued computer. <laughs> and um, when you first get it, it, it says username, video loaner, and password is 12345. Very hard to break that because no one would ever expect it. Jesus. Like your password being password, no caps. Um, so obviously I immediately changed that. <laughs> but also if you need it, it's just like when you turn on the computer. So you would, number one, you'd have to get in my house to do it. So I, I saw, I mean, I saw it when I took the picture and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some funny responses out of this, but like, whatever, I'm not taking another picture. So uh, yeah, it's not a big deal. I changed it. And even if I didn't, you would literally have to come in this room past my guard dog he's not a guard dog he's like the nicest dog in the world hey, uh, whoa, hey welcome uh this is master bedrooms this way <laughs> yeah hey bud come on in here's the password don't you don't even have to tell him it's literally posted on the computer when you wake it up when you uh open it up <laughs> yeah well, well done uh, well done there um when did you realize that that team was going to be a world series title team um early march Wow. We sat down together. We had a good group of vets, man. That was my second year in the big leagues. And, um, I mean, Johnny Gomes, Mike Napoli, Pedroia, Poppy, all those guys. Ellsbury, who you don't think is like a talker, but he was really good in that group of guys. He just kind of – he's private. He didn't talk publicly much about anything at all. Um, We just sat down, and all these guys were just like, you know what, let's just – whatever we have to do, let's, let's get it done let's push each other. Let's, they're like, well, we know it's your second year here. We're not going to treat you like a young guy. We're going to treat you like one of us because we need you. And they treated all the young guys like that. Yeah. No, they picked on me, but I was like little brother. Like that's part of coming up to the big leagues. Maybe not much now because everyone's so young, but I was lucky enough to come up in an organization that was very veteran oriented. And so I got to learn a ton from guys who grew up playing, I guess you could call old school baseball, um, you know, in the early two thousands before things changed to what it is now. But um, yeah, we were just a special group. I mean, it was fronted by honestly, Johnny Gomes, who that was his first year on the team. And that's rare uh, of a guy to come in like that on a team who has players who've been there the whole career, Poppy, almost his whole career and um, kind of take over that leadership role. Rah, rah guy, glue guy, 
And now with all the analytics and metrics, there's no analytic to measure that. So there's no room in the game for those guys anymore, which sucks. Do you understand that when people make the comparisons from this year's team being like veteran heavy to 2013, have you heard those? And do you agree with that? Um, I mean, it's different. I mean, it's just a different group. And this is, it's tough for me to gauge that because I've only played with a few of these guys Yeah, and I played against the rest of them. So there's so much turn, turnover the past few years in Boston that, I mean, you got your Bogarts who was a rookie when uh, the year won the world series Vasquez, I played with a little bit in AAA, and then when he came up, uh, I want to say in 2014 before I got traded. Um, man, who else is there still? Like nobody. You nobody. Like, yeah. I know Bobby Dahlbeck. I know him from hitting when he was a young minor leaguer. He had just got drafted out of Arizona, and uh, he was in Scottsdale in the off season, and we hit together a couple times. So we stayed in touch. We still talk. I really like him and his power potential, especially with the monster and all that. He, I mean, he doesn't hit wall scrapers, so it doesn't really matter what stadium you're playing in he's going to hit homers once he puts it all together but yeah um as far as the veteran aspect goes yeah i don't i think a, the leadership starts from from up top so i think and up top in the clubhouse would be alex uh cora so the respect for alex cora there uh how That's he wild. was welcome back even after a suspension um shows how much he means to that clubhouse and i think that plays a huge part in their success no doubt about that i mean you see it just on the players when they announced his return, just the excitement. And then, I mean, he goes way back with Kike Hernandez, um, has known him since he was a kid. I mean, he's definitely a, a, a player's coach. Um, uh, I, the Boston Marathon that day, what do you remember? Um, you guys oh, had just man. beaten the Rays, and I think it was maybe – I think some guys were still in the clubhouse. Yeah. The bombs went off. Yeah, no, we were – so, yeah, we just beat the Rays – we were leaving to go to Cleveland. Yep. And uh, yeah, some guys are still in the clubhouse. Half of us were, so they have airport security, like in the, I don't know how they changed it now, but it used to be the old players lot right there. Mm -hmm. I think it still is. They just fixed it up like right by the family mm -hmm. room and all that. And uh, so we were going through security and I was already on the bus. There was like half of us on the, on the charter bus. And we have an escort that takes us to the airport. So we're sitting on the bus and all of a sudden, like all six of these, uh, cops on motorcycles just haul ass, Ugh. like lights on, sirens on, left. And we're like, that's weird. Like, what? Okay. Like, we didn't think anything of it. So then we start trying to, everyone's like, hey, do you have service? I'm like, no, we don't, we don't have service. Nothing's working. And then Tommy McLaughlin, who's our uh, clubhouse manager, he's been there for a while, comes on the bus and he goes, guys, there was a bomb just went off at the finish line and we're going. All right, we have teammates that had family that were, walking down there after our game ended so and we can't get in touch with them so it was really it was really hectic um they ended up letting us leave because they shut down logan they shut down everything they let us leave uh we're like listening to the police scanner and all that on the on the plane through the wi-fi go and play in cleveland uh and then on the way back when we were coming home from cleveland uh was when they were was it watertown where they finally caught the guy yep uh, we were listening to that on the police scanners during that chase. Uh, so, I mean, we were just so invested in this. And we, baseball was really the last thing in our minds uh, just because we knew uh, just the importance of it and the severity of it uh, to the city and just the attack on the well-being of Bostonians. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we took it personally, and that pushed us that season. Um, the first game back after that with um, – some of the survivors and families of people that were killed um, 
it was emotional. It, it's, it's something I will always remember. Obviously David's speech, uh, was yeah. so fitting for, it was perfect. He was like the mayor of that team, uh, for the city, you know, is it was, it was perfect what he said. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's something that will stick with me forever. It'll stick with Jenny forever. I, I'll never forget when we did get back the next day, the game got canceled because of the chase and all that. And, um, we lived in Southie right on Dorchester and, uh, Broadway, right above the T-stop. Mm-hmm. and I'll never forget it was they you had to stay at home or you got a, like a big fine and I'll never forget looking out and the streets are just empty and there's like SWAT vans just like going through the city and like it was surreal it was like a movie it was like they shot a lot of movies in Southie when we were living there and um it, it felt like they were shooting a movie it was it was crazy it was surreal. But yeah yeah wow wow um, yeah. how, how much was that day talked about moving forward and in terms of, of motivation or really was there no words needed? Um, I mean, it was talked about a lot at the beginning, obviously, because it was very fresh. Um, but yeah, it was kind of one of those things words weren't, weren't really needed. We talked about it when it happened and said, hey, like, we already said we're going to do this for us, but let's do it for everybody else now. You know, there's, there's so much more on the line now. Like, let's just be an escape for these people to get away from this craziness, uh, the hurt of loss, um, being scared of domestic terrorism. I mean, it's literally what it was. So um, just give them an escape. Like let's play our asses off. Let's play as hard as we can win or lose, give everything we got. I mean, it it sounds cliche, but in in the big leagues, it's not necessarily something that you're going to get from everybody every day. It's a big leagues. It's a job. Um, It's, it's very repetitive and you tend to go through the motions a lot sometimes even through your work even in the game sometimes because it's every single day it's 162 games plus the 30 you play in spring training so it's it's a lot so you can go through the motions and I think that's one thing we never did was go through the motions or take any day for granted after that point yeah so that, how'd you feel a few days ago when the Red Sox unveiled that their marathon inspired uh, jerseys those seem like super super cool I know of course fan that. reaction like you said people are just always looking for something to get yeah, upset man. about I right away really, go ahead I I loved them um I don't understand why I mean I get the traditionalist and the Red Sox uniform that really hasn't changed much for 100 years I understand that I love that too but this is for a couple days man and yeah like peel back the layers a little bit and look at what this exactly. represents and who it honors um I don't understand how you can be so angry about a Jersey because of its outward (laughs) appearance, like literally like figuratively speaking, unbutton the Jersey a little bit and and look at what this represents. Uh, That's the biggest thing. Boston marathon Patriots day marathon Monday. It's a holiday in Boston. This is a big deal. It's been going on for, I don't know how many years, long time. It was special to us as players. And it was even more special to the city, you know, morning baseball, go down, see the finish of the race. Uh, hang out on Boylston like that that's the thing like that's that's it's a holiday it's a it's a special day and then that special day was turned into a tragic day um in 2013 so it means that much more now there's Mm -hmm. there's way more sentiment to it now so for people to be so outraged because it's a yellow jersey or the blue isn't the right color like come on dude like two days two days man I don't care if it's two weeks like yeah. really think about what this represents and who it yeah. honors that's what it's about it's not a yeah. it doesn't matter what it could be transparent jersey for all i care like 
that may not be very good, but <laughs> um, for the pitchers at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, these guys the point I'm saying back. is it's like look past the outward appearance of it and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I think they're dope. Uh, I'm excited to see those out on the field, uh, coming up here yeah. in a couple of days, actually. Is when yeah. Debut. Yeah. Next week, yeah, next, uh, next weekend, I yeah. think it's uh, the 17th and 18th and then yeah. the 19th Patriots day, everyone gets, you know, drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. And Supposedly, Red Sox baseball. I don't know if, I don't know if this is true. Are they not wearing them on marathon Monday? I know they're wearing them they're on the not. weekend. No, they're wearing not. them yeah, Saturday yeah. and Sunday, Long correct? Long. Yep. Just I think Saturday, that's just Sunday. because baseball carved out two days, a weekend, kind of like they do the players week type you know remember yeah. those black jerseys all black unis that the red sox wore a couple of years ago and they put their nicknames yeah, in the back yeah yep because i think they're doing this i think nike and baseball are doing this for like six other teams too and it'll probably just be a weekend for them as well so you can't allow the red sox to wear them for one extra day you know i know I, I, my question and i haven't gotten an answer on this i don't know if you guys know are they donating any of the proceeds to like baa or like anything i i don't know the answer to that that came up on one of our calls the other day too because uh, i feel like that would that. be a great opportunity to raise money uh for sure for like the boston athletic association or yeah you know because that's who that's who runs the marathon correct yes right. it is okay, yeah. and, that, and that's a good that's a good point too because i'm sure like a lot of people like they may not be in the best like financial shape right now after this marathon's been moved and you know how much yeah. Uh, income yeah. like the race brings into Boston. So correct. Or even just like, if it's the food bank or something like something yeah. just like, cause these jerseys are expensive. They're, they're expensive for people to go out and drop 150 bucks on a Jersey, you know, and yeah. then there's hats, there's socks, there's everything you want. Um, I don't know. I just feel it's like right. if it's that expensive, instead of giving all the money to these major corporations that don't really need it, maybe, yeah, maybe that's why some money to charity uh, in the cities that or maybe you can relate to the issue that mm -hmm. you're representing yeah 100 percent. yeah there's some there's there's some charities um you know that were born because of that tragic day in 2013 i mean we're jerseys we're jersey people i yeah. don't have like yeah. 150 dollars to to drop on on a jersey you know <laughs> i just put I my just, free ones i get my free ones and i put them yeah. on the wall and it makes me look them. cool yeah. If I need one, I'll just use that password to break into your house and I'll steal one of them off the wall. Yeah, yeah. You. That's one, two, three, four, five is actually my social too. If you need my blood type, I'll email you. Um, well, well, you've obviously been in clubhouse at a, when it, there's a big ass celebration going on. Emerson, have you ever been in a, in a clubhouse during a champagne beer celebration? Yeah. Yeah. Right after um, LeBron and the heat beat the Spurs. Oh, um, yeah. I, yeah, I was down there in South Florida. Time, I messed up royally. I did not bring goggles. Um, Oof, and my eyes were it burns. burning. It burns days, so good. Days. Uh, <laughs> no. do, do's and don'ts of clubhouse celebrations, Will. Hit, hit us with it. Do's and don'ts. Never dive into the bottles before the veterans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're happy, but they will still yell at you. Um, don't drink too much champagne at the beginning the end of the night gets a little blurry just champagne it hits you like it does and you quickly. feel terrible the next day because it's just loaded with all the sugar and everything um not a nutritionist by any means but i do understand hangovers very well mm -hmm. i feel that man <laughs> i, I got, literally had some I'm trying guys to think. goggles is definitely get you definitely need goggles yeah good a lot Lord. of people hey. said oh you're soft because you want goggles but 
I'll be soft and my eyes will, I'll be able to see clearly for the next yeah. week. So uh, when you think you could be like getting close to winning, like, is it one of those things where you're, you're superstitious, like the, the clubhouse guy, like you don't want to see the goggles, right? You, you just, you don't want anything yeah. out. You don't want to see those championship shirts, like no, prematurely no, stay out. You stay out of there. Um, yeah. And like they wait as long as they can to tarp it to, to put all the bags uh-huh. up over the lockers and the floor and everything. Um, which is a necessity as well, because I remember coming back the day after we won, maybe two days after for the duck, uh, duck, duck boat parade and the clubhouse smelled so bad <laughs> because of all the, like they had to replace the carpet in the clubhouse. Oh, of course. It's oh, it was just beer soaked champagne soaked. And when that sits for a couple of days, nasty. It doesn't sound that bad right now. It sounds like your local like watering hole, but um, it's awful in carpet and whatever else was in the carpet. Who knows? It's a clubhouse. It's dirt and sweat and whatever. Vomit. Bodily fluids. I I wore boots boots that were like knee high and they were open in the back and I had guys just pouring tears down my boots. So don't wear boots. That would be one of my don'ts. Don't wear boots. Probably won't ever be in that situation to wear boots, but I will that uh, noted. noted. <laughs> Soggy feet that are just like literally drenched. You're you're, you're soaking in champagne that's, and that's beer. Yeah, it was awful. it was a very weird sensation. I'm not. But at lie. least on top of that, like you're soaked, all that. But it's still really fun, right? It's still <laughs> it's still a really cool experience. So you kind of put everything aside, and you're like, this is really cool. <laughs> I, I literally, and I, I wasn't even in the game. I was just covering it. And I remember walking out and I was like, this is real. I had to like stop and like really think about it for a second. Like it, and my cheeks hurt just from the excitement of all the guys. My question is, why is that a thing? <laughs> like, what how did that become like, oh, we got all this expensive champagne. Let's pour right? it on each other. Just grown men <laughs> just pour beer on each other's faces. Because it's Dude, great. Why, why not? Why not? No, no, I'm all full. I'm not questioning it like that. It's more <laughs> like just why is that? I mean, what else are you gonna do? I guess. Dude, uh-huh. my wife sees like all those bottles of voob just like <laughs> being popped and dumped on everyone. She's like, no. Oh, okay, wait, <laughs> stay right here. I'm gonna grab something. I have something cool. You're like, okay. oh yes, I Show love this tell. part. Show and tell. I remember show Unless and tell like back in the day. Or something, you know. <laughs> no, hopefully it's not, because like we had in our conversation before we started this podcast, he's got di- boatload of diapers off camera in his house. I've got a bunch <laughs> for my dogs, and now all of a sudden, looks <laughs> like I may. This is another necessity. Okay. Get my camera to refocus. What is this? All right, I may have stolen. So oh. That's sick. Yes. All right. That's dope. That one. Okay. Don't shatter in the floor. Um, More. Oh, I got lots. Dude, I was filling my lot. It's the ring light's killing me. I just, yeah. Butt. That's epic. Bud Light. I, I see you now in the clubhouse just shoving your shirt filled with the bottles. <laughs> You're like, like are, those, are those full still? I'm like, yes. Uh, <laughs> these were completely full when I got home. No. Um, you know the big picture of David with a huge gold bottle? Yeah. So there were some mini ones too. Ace of Spades got that. And then this one, these were like the the rest of the champagne, but I got it signed by the team. Oh, that's that awesome. is dope. 
So can you imagine if I drop this on the show and it just ruined my uh No, actually if you don't if you want to do that, it would likely go viral. It would and uh it would help us out tremendously. <laughs> so there you go. I dude, I have so many artifacts in here. We can call them artifacts. Like, like the jerseys behind you. <laughs> jerseys, bats, gloves, jock straps. What? Um, I'm sorry, back wonderful. up. What? 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 Back up. Are they Hey, are you, hey, it's part of you, our equipment. It's true. It's true. It's part of the equipment for your also equipment. Necessity. <laughs> are they uh are they washed? Have they been washed or no? Or are, are they, they yours? still game are they still game used? Okay. No, no. I mean they're very used, but yeah, they, they were washed. I actually don't oh. know if any of those are present. They're all I have, yours. I have right? like so I'm doing a podcast. I started a podcast this past week. This isn't like a, an ad for myself, no. so I'm not gonna go plug, on about plug that. It. Plug it well. Yeah. So it. it's called Wake and Rake Podcast. Yep. So it goes back to my rookie year in Boston. For some reason, I don't know why, I started on day games saying hashtag Wake and Rake. Like, wake up. Yeah. Great. Go yeah, too, yeah. Like, don't yeah. think too deep into that. Like, Wake um, and Bake. Okay, you said it. So that was a playoff okay. of that. You, that was a playoff of that. It's medicinal. medicinal. That's right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. In Florida, it's legal. I don't know about there. But, yeah, um, it's legal up here now too, man. Okay. Yeah, my mom. My mom is new into edibles, so that's always interesting. She's down in Florida. Oh, geez. If I see yeah. a naked woman walking around my neighborhood, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, please, please so, return. Please so we return started. <laughs> we started a podcast on our own. We one of my buddies, uh, Danny Vietti, and I actually had Michael Walker on, and we were talking about the obstruction play in the World Series. And I dug out the cleats; they're somewhere in here from that play. So that, that was kind of cool. There's some cool artifacts with some stories to go along with them in here. That was Game Three, right? Okay. I don't know. I blocked it out. I <laughs> I didn't know if it was one of those things where after like you're celebrating the World Series, you're like, hey, uh, David, can I get your jock strap? I'm really going to like yeah, want this as an artifact for down the road. <laughs> like yeah. I was I was wondering. I don't know if you heard me. I was like, those are all yours, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know Thank what? You actually. No. <laughs> I actually. No. I actually. I don't know why. Well, all of our stuff gets washed together. Normal. So we also shower together if you guys are just learning. Oh, I'm just um, saying. This is incredible. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, I found, I was cleaning through my, all my bags the other day, and I definitely found one with one of my teammates from Texas, uh, Elvis Andrews. Um, wow. I don't know how I got, I promise I wasn't like going through their locker looking for that. Um, to take home with me. I think it just ended up on in my locker. And after the season, I just, it must've been the last day of the season. I'm just throwing everything in a bag, right, trying whatever. to go home. And uh-huh. Elvis Andrews, I have one of your jog straps. <laughs> if you need it, let me know. He's a big uh, fan of the podcast. He, he'll, he'll hear this and, and know, and maybe he'll text you or something. I don't know. Hey, yeah, can I get that back? We can reconnect. Um, let, let's talk about the, the career change here. I mean, yeah. you only retired 2019. It was not long ago. 18. Well, 18, eight, no, well, 18 was my last, 18 was my last season. So yeah. I guess 2019. Yeah. It's um, not like yeah. I did two hours of research before this. That <laughs> okay. Sorry. <for laughs> it's true. The, it's true. The notes, <laughs> the notes she passed along. It's just like your Wikipedia page. Perfect. <laughs> I don't even know if all that's true. 
Oh man, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now we're doing this. I no, okay. See, now I'm just messing with you. Okay, so <laughs> yes, I got hurt in spring training of 2018 yes. with the Phillies. Yes, I broke my leg in uh, 47 places. <laughs> um, it was not fun. No, uh, ton of metal holding my foot to my leg now. Uh, airports are fun. Uh, <laughs> luckily, I haven't flown much over the past year uh, because yeah. of the pandemic, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, airports are fine. They're like, sir, there's something in your leg. I'm like, I know. Do, do it's you, my actual leg. <laughs> it's keeping my foot connected. Well, do you try <laughs> It'd be to weird block, if I didn't have one. Well, what? do you try to block that day out of your head? Or have you seen that play? I did for a while. I watched it once. And it wasn't until like last, like, I don't know, last fall, like around the World Series. Um, but that was just because like I was with my neighbors. We're watching baseball and we were talking about it. And my, one of my neighbors is a uh, foot and ankle specialist, a surgeon. Okay. <laughs> so we, he knows about it. And I was like, have you seen it? And he's like, no, I haven't seen it. So I just YouTubed it. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's fun. Huh. Fun it's stuff. Fun. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's, I'm being very sarcastic. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. literally, it happened. I hit the ground. I rolled over. My foot stayed on the ground. It's, it I, I've seen it. It sounds miserable. It wasn't, it wasn't the best day of my life, but, um, at the time, it was the end of the world because baseball is everything to me. Yeah. Um, I had a ton of injuries in my career. It sucked, but it's part of my story. It, yeah. It's, it, you know, I'm here now. I'm doing this. I'm loving it. It took me a couple of years to start loving it because it was still had a, I still had a bad taste in my mouth when I came to baseball. Still loved the game, but I just felt like I put so much into it and didn't get much back. Yeah, I got a World Series. I played a few years in the big leagues. Um, it's all relative, I guess. To me, it felt like I put way more in than I got out. And uh, so that was tough to step away because of an injury, be forced out of the game because of injury, not because um, you can't get a job because you're not good enough. It's because you're, you're hurt Your and you can't like run. You, you can't run anymore. So that was tough. But now this is my third season with CBS. I'm really starting to enjoy it. I'm getting into the podcast game, I'm doing radio stuff. Um, and I'm taking – I'm finding joy in finding different ways to help fans learn the game or see it from inside a player's perspective, yeah. from a, a player's eyes and um, tell it differently than everybody else. And maybe just give you some insight that you, I want somebody to walk away and be like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know a pitch looked like that. I didn't know it spun like that. I didn't know why hitters chase this pitch. Like I just give detail to what happens in baseball that the games within the games that people don't understand. Yeah. And it, has this helped uh, lessen the sting a little bit of oh, how everything ended for you? 100%. Because it, it, it's kept me in the game to a certain yeah. capacity. It's kept me connected to teammates and coaches, uh, media members uh, throughout the game that, that meant a lot to me through my career. Uh, Pete Abe has helped me a lot. Pete uh, Abe. Yeah, good friend of the program. And, yeah, he's helped me a lot. If I, if I ever have Boston questions or I have to talk, like maybe do a segment about Boston and I don't have an answer, he's my Boston Google. Like I just hit him up and I'm like, Hey, what do you got? And he just lays it on me. It's, it's perfect. He's, he's awesome. He's really been great to me. And I'm, I'm lucky to have the connections I have for my career. Yeah. Um, how often do you pick Jenny's brain about it and how is that going to her for maybe advice in the broadcasting world? Yeah, this is her world. I mean, this is, uh, this is what she's been doing for a while. And she didn't even go to college for it, which is crazy. She's like a double business major and then went to ESPN and was working in production behind the scenes. And they're like, Hey, have you ever thought about working on camera? And she's like, no, I haven't. And, uh, 
then she did that for a couple of years and then got the Nesson job. Yeah. And now yeah. she's been doing football and basketball and world's strongest man. She's shooting a food show for big 10 network, the fourth season of campus eats right now. Um, she's gone. She's gone for two weeks right now. So it's me and the kids. And have, oh have, my uh, God. We have an amazing nanny who's here to help us. Um, she's a professional. So, because I have a ton of work right now, it's the beginning of the season. So I'm yeah. in here working a ton during the day. So without her, none of this would be possible. That's my shout out to Inez. So um, the inmates are running the asylum like upstairs. Right now. It's a zoo, bro. No, they leave the house for stuff like this because okay. yeah, the noises you would hear coming from the background would not be enjoyable. <laughs> and they're pretty close in age too. So they're I mean, 14 months apart. Yeah. Yeah. Those two get into a lot of uh, what, what, what are they like? And what is it like being a girl dad too? I love it. I always, always was like, I, I want a boy for sports reasons. Yeah. And I have two girls now and, and I hope we're done. Uh, that's, that's the plan. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I learned a long time ago, don't plan things because yeah. you just can't control it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I love it, man. They're, they're everything to me. And they're just, they, I'm wrapped around their finger. I guess you can use that term. Just like, they're like, anything you need i got it i just want to take care mm -hmm. i want you to be happy i mean they're little they're two and a half and then like 15 months or uh you lose track with the second kid but <laughs> he's just like don't care when do you stop saying months by the way like do you, i don't know i i think around like a year and a half like once it gets like a year and a half i'm just like they're almost two yeah yeah um, i'm 72 right, well, month old <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe. laughs> right like a great day like i'm three thousand months old <laughs> okay cool we should start that. going by months that's what we should do yeah yeah i don't understand why we why we break up little kids months. i so didn't like answer that. your question about jenny by the way she has helped me a ton um she <laughs> no, critiques you, me. you said something you mentioned she, it she critiques me but like in a great way like i'll come out and i'll be like that was sick like she'll be watching like a live segment on cbs hq and i'll come out and i'm like that was sick that was a really good one she's like yeah oh uh, yeah i was like just yeah. once but it'll be very minor, like, hey, look at the camera more, or like, don't look at your notes. Um, just like little things, but little things that make me better. So I'm lucky to have uh, a, uh, not a life, well, I guess she's a life coach too, but uh, uh, a TV coach at home. Dude, I feel that. My wife is a Emmy award-winning producer at CBS here in town. And like, she is my biggest critic and I hate it so hate it and much. It at the same time, right? It's like, yeah, it's nice yeah. to have it because- I don't, I don't want to say it's easier coming from her, but it's just, um, it's more convenient, uh -huh. I guess. You don't have to like set up a meeting and have your boss tell you what you do wrong. You can just be like, Hey, what's for dinner? And she's like, Oh, you know, uh, you should talk louder. I'm like, <laughs> yes, dude. It's those <laughs> yeah. little things like yeah. that. It just gets under my skin. I'm like, Oh shit. But she like knows what she's talking about. So I'll listen. Yeah, exactly. At first I was bothered by it. I'm like, I got this. Like, I got it. Like, you know, just like <laughs> being a man, like I'm not asking for directions, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, but now I'm coming around to the fact like, okay, she's really good at what she, she's been doing it way longer than me. So I'd be a complete idiot not to take the advice. That's true. That's yeah. true. The wife is always right too. That is, mm -hmm. even if she's not, she is. Exactly. You guys, yeah. you guys learn really well. Both you and Emerson. The hard Thank way. We learn the hard way. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's certainly true. <laughs> uh, Will, before we let you go, we have one random question. So I want you to pick a number one through 10. Oh man, six. Six. Ooh. 
I like that. Oh man, this is actually pretty perfect for this too. What is the worst thing about Boston sports fans? Oh, are you serious? That's the one you, you can't. We have this you amazing can't. podcast. I'm sorry. I talk so good about Boston and the yeah. people there, and you're like, just want me to dump on them at the end of the day. Yeah, this is terrible. Uh, this is the terrible. worst thing, dude. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, you're gonna have to like edit this because I'm like literally have to think about it. Yeah. What uh, should the worst ugh. thing? How about you? How about we just? You know the best thing about them is they're not Philly fans. I like that answer. I respect that answer. That's the best thing about them. The worst thing. How about? I mean, I guess honestly, this is this isn't like a funny answer or anything like super cerebral. It's uh, they just know everything about you. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. They know everything about you. So, uh, there's. I mean, you go in public, everyone knows who you are. Uh, they know who your family members are. Um, They're dedicated. I just don't know if I can say that's the worst thing about them because it's really cool. It's The loyalty is really cool because you don't see that in, in other towns because Boston is it's such a small, big city. Mm-hmm. Like It's really compact and... I don't know. It's like... It's true, yeah. Everyone, it's still almost like I a commuter the town. the worst thing. I mean, I guess... I mean, yeah, they're super critical, but you want that out of your fans. Yeah. Hey, that's a fantastic answer. And I think that's fair. And yeah, I, think I, I don't have like a really cool, fun too. answer for this random game. I don't. But that's a good thing. Like, I can think of plenty of good things about them. I mean, my time in Boston was my probably the best years of my life, honestly, yeah. other than having my kids and all that and my, you know, getting married and all that, like of my career. By far, I mean, they drafted me as an 18 year old. The first time, here's a fact, random fact for you. First time I ever flew on a plane was when I was 18 years old and I was coming to Boston to get my physical. That's terrifying. I was terrified. <laughs> and it oh, was yeah, like, yeah. so Texarkana, Texas is like little bit northeast. Te- yeah, Podunk. It's in the sticks. And um, <laughs> I have to take this, there's a regional airport there. So I have to take this little like, uh, pond hopper like small plane to dallas or little rock to get anywhere to a big airport yeah. and it is full on this is my first flight and this is like an eight-seater plane and it is like the tim wakefield express bro my first flight ever and i'm like i'm dead like this is the <laughs> yeah. one like my, i'm gonna be the first person in history to die on their first flight well, that's not, there are lots of people uh, no yeah alanis, the alanis morissette saying about that you know Wait her whole damn life to take that flight. Keep going. Then, yeah. Bang, crash, bam. Well, wasn't this nice? That's you, oh, bro. Buddy. Dude, uh, I was, was so story, scared. Though. I got to Boston and they were like, man, he's so happy to be here. I was happy to be alive. <laughs> I was happy. I wasn't happy to go get a physical. Turn your head and cough. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, no, it was like, I am alive and I'm so grateful for breath yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, sir, you can stop coughing now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy. (laughs) Well, you nailed, I know it was a hard one random question, but you nailed it. That was. I'm not sure if I did, but I'll take it. I gave you like 17 different answers, so you're not really sure if I was right or not. It's (laughs) fine. I still think you We can pick it it apart. We can pick Um, it apart. Not a problem. But, well, we really appreciate the time. Uh, Who do you have in the Masters, too, by the way? John Rahm. (laughs) 
No, that's my pick, dude. Hey, he just had a yes. kid, dad strength. Yes. He's playing for something more than himself. And he averages like the second best score out of everybody there right now. He's averaging like a six or a 70 and a half. So the the numbers are there. He hasn't really won in a while. And he just had a kid, man. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of joy and happiness and his all his focus isn't just on golf. And I think that helps you in sports when you have other yeah. things to focus on. I think he's paired up with Xander Shoffley today too, who just uh, also had his first kid. I watched so Xander like, right before we got on here. He was yeah. uh, hitting on the range and he did not look happy with himself. But if that's uh, like baseball, if you have a awful bit batting practice, you didn't have a good game. So oh no. I don't know. He was like okay. smacking his club on the ground. I was like, dude. Oh, man, damn. Take it easy. Yeah. yeah you you got to feel good <laughs> easy. at the yeah, I don't know. I feel like golf's different though. Golf is it's super mental, and it's like if I ever go out to the range, most of the time I show up about ten minutes for my tee time and don't hit any balls. That way, I have an excuse for sucking. Yeah, um, but if I do, and you just shank like ten balls, you're like, oh crap, this is not going to be good. I need to go buy more balls in the pro shop. Yeah, but then like you get out there and you have like an awesome round, you know. Maybe. I, I, I Maybe. Like you go golfing, Mr. Emerson, but you never want to invite me. I am not inviting you. You don't know how to play. You're going to waste my time. Hey, spring and summer is right there in Boston. Those golf courses are about to get real pretty. I mean, there are. It's amazing. Are, Emerson, you were golfing what last weekend? Two weeks. I was golfing last weekend. It I was finally beautiful. warmed up for you guys, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to rock, man. Tis I'm in Florida. Season. I'm in South uh, East Florida, so it's year round here. Year round down there. Yeah. Good old Florida. Good old uh, well, uh, we, we are so appreciative of you taking the time today to talk about yes. so many different things. Um, truly enjoyable. We're, you are welcome to come on our podcast anytime and on the show as well. So again, thank you so much for coming on today. You're so welcome. I'll definitely be back. Awesome. Thanks, brother. All Emerson, right, bye, guys. this one home. All right, will do. Well, that's the episode. Episode 44 with Will, will Middlebrooks. We're out of here. I got nothing else. Peace. <laughs>